재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We are always keeping up to speed on the Korean mindset, what is at the forefront of Korean thoughts and the buzz online. So we do a little thing called Culture Pulse where we listen carefully to what Koreans are saying to each other, either in mainstream media or on social media. And as we wind up our summer season, spring summer season, we're going to do it one last time with Gwen Lee. Hello, Gwen. Hello, Kurt. So, yeah, let's knock this one out of the park today, your, your final Culture Pulse of the season. Uh, and we're going to do three topics, as usual. We're going to start with uh, those tremors and templars that everybody felt, or a lot of people felt in Korea last mm-hmm. week, the Gyeongju earthquake. Yes, it's been one week since the Gyeongju was hit by two strong earthquakes last Monday. People are still in fear and adding fuel to fire. Heavy rain made the situation worse. Mm, so there was some damage and then heavy rain just kind of compounded the problem. Yes, exactly. Was this a strong earthquake? I mean, I, some people I know say they felt it here in Seoul. I did not. I didn't either. I didn't notice <laughs> it. Um, but uh, some people felt it. So down there in Gyeongju, surely they did feel it. Yes, it was very quite strong. The quake measured at magnitudes 5.1 and 5.8 was centered near the historic city, the location of many cultural heritage sites. And actually the magnitude 5.8 quake was the strongest ever recorded in Korea. Hmm. Gyeongju experienced more than 350 aftershakes until Sunday. Yeah, that's that can be unnerving too. You know, the, mm-hmm. the main earthquake is done and usually anytime there's an earthquake of any size, there's uh, at least a few aftershocks. 350 aftershocks yes. must be nerve-wracking indeed. So mm-hmm. I, I, in all of these years in Korea, I... I'd almost kind of started taking for granting, yeah, taking for granted that uh, Korea was an earthquake-free zone, but not uh, anymore. Not yes. anymore. Something's shifting on the plate level. Uh, there were some theories going around that maybe the underground um, test up in North Korea might have done something seismically to trigger an earthquake. But it looks like uh, we have to at least prepare for the possibility that earthquakes are part of our picture now, right? Yep, exactly. And residents are now complaining that the recovery operation is being delayed because of the rain. And one resident said the village village wall collapsed due to the earthquake but could not do anything because the ground was too damp. Mm. And other residents said they are still living in fear, reacting very sensitively to other noises due to the aftershock. One resident said that their family were afraid another earthquake will come after hearing to some other noises upstairs. So people were very missing the peaceful life they had before the earthquake. Yeah. You ever felt an earthquake? No, Anywhere? not Not ever. I I never have experienced a major earthquake either. The closest I came was in India, in New Delhi, Mm -hmm. and I felt just a little tiny tremble. You know, the walls shook a little bit. You could have easily thought that it was a big truck or a train Mm -hmm. passing by, uh, and that's all. And then I found out on the uh, social media that uh, moments ago there had been an earthquake. So the rainfall makes the the ground soft. It's difficult to rebuild or to stabilize any kind of structures. Uh, the residents are a little shaken up emotionally. Any other kind of damages being registered? Well, other than that, the biggest damage was, of course, to the tourism industry because Gyeongju City, as you know, is very a popular travel destination. Mm-hmm. 
So, however, due to the earthquake and the heavy rain, many tourists have canceled their reservation. It was especially Chuseok week, so many yeah, travelers were sure. reserving, right? But because of the earthquake, it hit the tourism industry very hard. Tourists can be squeamish. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. easy to uh, damage what uh, you expect will be a lot of revenue in tourism when MERS was here, when various yes. things like bird flu and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, it really can scare away a lot of those tourists and all of the people that depend on the tourism business can, can really suffer. We've got some reactions to the earthquake uh, from netizens out there in the uh, blogosphere. Let's go ahead and give a listen, read by our automated voices. In fact, emotional distress is bigger than fear of the earthquake itself, since we will reinforce that the government will not do anything even in such state of catastrophic disaster. I live in Gyeongju but I think the government's decision to designate it as special disaster zone is ridiculous. Except for some damages on old houses there is not much damage in the city. The media is unnecessarily causing anxiety by covering news every day and reporting that the heavy rain aggravated the damage. It wasn't even a downpour. I think the media should stop overstating the event. I have an ominous feeling that a stronger earthquake will come soon. Yeah, Gwen, as bad as an earthquake is... The news media tend to love it. Yes, um, I know. They're you know, reporting it every day. I don't know what the exact situation is like down there. but mm-hmm. they, Well, it's built-in drama, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And if they can find damage and so forth, uh, it is a major news story. It's very, uh, for lack of a better word, convenient to produce because you just go there and you show the damage exactly. and you keep uh, you keep updating it. Some real cynicism toward the government in these um, mm-hmm. in these comments and then finally the ominous feeling that a stronger earthquake will come soon as soon as you start having these sort of five degree earthquakes you start asking yourself when's the big one Mm -hmm. coming when is the one coming that'll flatten the city it may not come but uh it kind of puts you in that state of anxiety so uh let's move on to item number two this was the first chuzok uh, gift-giving period, kind of in the shadow of this new graft law, yes. when producers have, have been changing their uh, the array of gifts that they put out. Almost every year, you'll see very expensive Hanu gifts mm-hmm. and agricultural stuff. This year, they're kind of tapering it back, even though the law hasn't yet formally taken uh, effect. There's still a little bit of confusion about what this corruption law actually means and entails though, right? Yes, exactly. A lot of corporate people are still very confused on what they can do and what they can't. Mm-hmm. So the Kim Yong-lan law, which is aimed to clamp down on graft that has long been pervasive in the professional life in Korea, is finally taking an effect in less than two weeks from now, starting from September 28th. Yep. So Corporates and Press is very busy making inside guidelines and even a book is published informing what you can do and what you can't about the anti-graph law. What's the basic uh, gist, the framework of the law? The basic is that the lavish free meals, more than 30,000 won, roughly 27 US dollars, and rounds of golf, expensive gifts of beef and chinseng worth more than $46, these will be off-limits for civil servants, teachers, and journalists in Korea under the anti-corruption law. That's a big cutback. I mm-hmm. mean... Um I would not call a $30,000 meal lavish. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's okay. It's a nice yeah. meal. 
but uh, you can surely spend a whole lot more, especially in a corporate context, if you're going out and having wine or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's quite a cutback. And then the gifts uh, can only be around 50,000 won. Yes. And that's also, uh, it's very, very easy to spend 80 to 100,000 won Mm -hmm. on these boxed sets of anything from liquor to steak or dried fish. Okay, so uh, does this extend to everything? I mean, because weddings and congratulatory money that you give out for uh, all kinds of occasion, do they fall under this law? Yes, exactly. So for congratulatory money or condolence money, it needs to be less than 100,000 won. Ah, So the the amount goes up once again. Now you're up to Mm 100,000. All right. And uh, when you are buying dinner, like for your whole team or the project team, Mm -hmm. do you have to make mental division per head of 30,000 per head? Yes. So how it goes is that fundamentally the provided meal price is determined by dividing the whole amount to the number of people who actually ate. So... Uh, ah, so say that um, some corporate employees and a civil servant and a journalist, they gathered for dinner mm-hmm. and some went home after the dinner, but mm-hmm. some went to another second restaurant. Ah. Then in this case, you need to classify who went to the first meal and who went to the second <laughs> oh, meal God. and then divide the head. And that money, it needs to be under 30,000 won. Okay, and then does it reset if we all go to, you know, second round, third round, fourth round? When I go to the second round place, does the 30,000 won reset? Yeah, I can, per okay. person. Oh, so I just have to go to five different places and I can spend $200,000 per person, uh, 100,000 won per person, as long as they're at separate establishments. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Then you can, th- so basically. But, but say, no, no, no. I think because if you go to the first meal and say that you spent like 15,000 won on that meal, mm-hmm. then for the second meal, you can't exceed 30,000 won per person. Get it? I see. But you can go to multiple establishments and, yes. and kind of reset the meter, mm-hmm. as it were. I think people are going to start doing that. In general, what are people saying about this uh, graft law and, and the various complications? People are simply saying that for this law, you just need to think simply. You just don't need to basically give and mm. don't receive. And there's not going to be any problem. Mm trying to sort of deprogram this whole culture of gift giving maybe a little bit. Yes, exactly. And especially lavish gift giving. I think people know what it means when you're trying to curry favor with gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're giving your your, your child's teacher uh, a 200,000 won <laughs> <laughs> traditional liquor set, uh-huh. uh, you know what you're doing, mom and dad. Come on, dial it back. Let's move on to topic number three. Uh, this is, I, I, I have not really heard too much about this medication, but this, uh, mm-hmm. this sleep pill, sleeping pill, Zolpidem. Zolpidem, yes. Is it, is it popular here in Korea? Yes, it's very popular actually. And controversies are rising over the side effects of this sleep-inducing pill, Zolpidem. It appears that the pill, which must be prescribed in Korea, has been illegally supplied to consumers. As will happen quite often with all kinds of drugs across the board. It's pretty easy to get them on gray markets. Mm-hmm. Who has not had insomnia from time to time I and know. been tempted to take a, yes. a Zolpidem or an Ambien or one of those Uh, types of pills. Mm -hmm. So this is basically something you take and then you fall asleep. Yes, it takes an effect in right 10 minutes and it's relatively cheaper than the other pills. So that's why consumers are taking this pill very often. Mm -hmm. But there are controversies that when it's overdosed, it has some deathly side effects. Deathly side effects. So you can die. Well, 
this actually doesn't occur you to die, but it has increased risk for suicidal ideation. That's why this is very um, deathly, and this is why it's very dangerous. Mm. Suicidal ideation, that's a kind of a complex little phrase. It's, um, it's not really where you feel an impulse to kill yourself, but where you start to think that suicide is not the worst idea in the world. That's yes. suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. You start to open up a little bit of the margins in your mind for, gosh, you know, maybe that is something to consider. Exactly. And yes. um, just before we go any further, mm-hmm. every doctor in the world will tell you if you start experiencing suicidal ideation, the idea that maybe it's not the worst idea in the world to kill yourself, that's a humongous warning sign. And you need to talk to somebody, preferably a doctor Mm -hmm. or a therapist or something like that. It is not uh, just something you can let slide and think, oh, that's cool. You know, um, it it is a very dangerous thing if you're experiencing suicidal ideation. I imagine this uh, the side effects get worse if you're doing the the, the pill with things like alcohol. Yes, exactly. And what the another problem is that in Korea, the abuse of Zolpidem is a serious problem because it's frequently used in sex abuse. Um, sex crimes. I see. Almost like a roofie. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. to you slip it into a drink, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I presume consumers are getting this on the... Uh, online. On, online. It's very, you know, the same way people have always uh, gotten drugs without a prescription or with a dodgy prescription. What are people saying about this? People are saying if it's really dangerous enough to push people to suicide or increasing the risk of suicidal ideation, we should actually ban this pill or prohibit doctors from prescribing it. Yeah. Real difficult with China right next door. Um, very, It's a, a powerhouse producer of mm-hmm. counterfeit uh, drugs and sort of substitute drugs. And being so close uh, territorially to China, it's very hard to stem the flow Yes. Um, people just have to be more need, vigilant. Like, stricter administration on yeah, this. Substance. Yeah, and don't take pills like this casually. They can have real side effects. Gwen, it has been a pleasure to do Culture Pulse with you this season. You've Me done too, great. Kurt. Thank you so much. Thank you. Best I'm... of luck to you in anything you do. You too, Kurt. And Korea Escape is back right after this.